What's up guys, Lucas still with Optimum Athletes. I'm here with Eric Del Prado, the assistant coach and hitting coach for Lewis and Clark up in Oregon. Uh, Eric and I go way back. Way back. <laughs> way back. Way back. Uh, we were teammates together at Willamette University in 2014, 2015, and part of 2016. Um, and yeah, dude, first of all, thanks for coming on. Of course, thanks for having me. Obviously, it's good to be uh, my first time in Sacramento. Good to uh, see the land you spoke so much about <laughs> back in the good old days. But uh, yeah, thanks for having me. It's uh, Looking forward to it. Yeah, so uh, Eric went on after we graduated and uh, is now coaching with one of our assistant coaches, Matt Kozdurka. And to this day, Koz was one of, the, one of the best coaches I played for. And a thing that stood out to me about Koz was he didn't have one way of doing things, right? Mm -hmm. So if you came to him with a question, regardless of if it was pitching or infield or hitting or anywhere in between, he would say, hey, if he knew about it, here's a couple ways to do it. Let's try all three. If he didn't, he'd you know, go home that day, research it, come back the next day and say, hey, I found these three ways of doing it. Let's try all three and see which one works for you. And from what I hear, it sounds like you guys are implementing a similar philosophy over at Lewis and Clark. Mm -hmm. um, nothing is you know, cookie cutter. Not everyone has to hit the exact same way. And talk to me a little about that and how you kind of go about getting these guys to be themselves and have success. Yeah, I think, uh, I think you touched on it greatly when you were talking about Kaz. Obviously, you know, he's uh, a great coach. And I think the way you put it is great. I think. Uh, you know, he, he uses, the, you know, the term smorgasbord or like buffet option, you know, try and give as much as we can to the guys and like they pick, they pick and choose. And I think, you know, watching, when you watch like big league guys or really good guys, you can see like there's, yeah, similar tendencies maybe that they all have, but, you know, mm -hmm. they all move a little differently. And I think like when you think about an like an athlete or even just a person, like everyone's going to move a little differently. So trying to find, um, yeah. you know, the best way for them to move um, to achieve the goal of, of hitting the ball hard is obviously the way to do that, you know, there's some tendencies that everyone, that all really good hitters have, you know, but how they get to those is, is very individualized. And I think, uh, you know, I think the basis of what we do at Lewis and Clark is kind of going off that, um, you know, we try and individualize uh, as, as much as we can. You know, we, you know, we try to take as much video as we can. Obviously, I think we can always take more. And like in the, uh, you know, the summer reflecting phase, you know, where we're kind of looking back on things we did well, things we didn't do well in the last year, I think that's, you know, something that we definitely want to get better at is like making sure, you know, we can always snap some video of some guys uh, at, you know, a station in practice or something like that. Um, and like I said, yeah, using the video to individualize, we're super lucky, you know, have Hitting Rapsodo and, and Blast, which, you know, starting to integrate those um, more and more into our practices, yeah, like I said, to kind of individualize and, and show, like I said, what some, some things guys do really well and some things they can work on and, right. and, and going from there. Definitely, yeah. I mean, when you have those tools that can kind of pull back the curtain a little bit of what's actually going on, you can look at those numbers and say, hey, you know, based on these numbers, maybe we need to move towards this in your swing or maybe towards this way in your swing. Um, but, you know, you said the best, something we believe in at OA here too is while there might be aspects or certain things that we want to see in a pitching delivery or a hitting uh, a swing, uh, not everyone goes about, you know, doing those things the exact same way. Not everyone gets the same exact positions or um, the same timing or just anything being the same as every human is different. Everyone moves a little differently. And so being able to not restrict someone's strengths because you want them to move a certain way is huge. Um, but yeah, you know, you guys have made a lot of strides at Lewis and Clark. And I think you, guys, you had the best season that you've had in what, 12, 13 years last year? Yeah, I think like looking winning percentage wise, you know, we, we made some good strides. And um, 
obviously, you know, a testament, you know, the kids have worked really hard and, and they, you know, work really hard to get better. Um, and kind of like I said, you know, obviously we want to keep making and making strides. Always and improving. Getting, yeah, and getting, getting better and better. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, I think a lot of that goes back to kind of what we touched on, you know, of trying to individualize it the best we can to, like, make sure that, you know, each guy kind of maximizes their potential on and off the field. Right. Um, which obviously it then helps helps the team when you kind of bring that back into the, the team aspect uh, side of things. Definitely. I mean, obviously the kids are the one put in the work, but you know, I can't nothing but good things to say about you and Cause. So I think you guys are doing a huge part. <laughs> Stop of making that. me blush. Um, but yeah, you know, another thing they kind of want to like just point out to the people at home is Lewis and Clark is a D three. Yes. And I think you probably have the same goal I did in high school. Almost every single kid wants to go D one. They might say D one or die. Or obviously, there's a lot of good D one programs out there. But there's a lot of talent that gets to the D2, D3, NAI level. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if it's a better fit and these guys can develop more, right? If you go to a D1 program and you get lost in the shelf floor, maybe a program at the D1 level might be good because they get really good players and they don't really know how to develop guys. If you're a guy that still needs to develop or you want to kind of get the best out of yourself, you need to kind of find the right situation, which might be the D1 level. But there's a lot of places like you guys. I had a great time at Westmont. like that can develop these guys and take you to a spot that you weren't the same player that you were your senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you can bring in a guy, and if you look at his junior year, senior year, and all of a sudden he's doing something he wasn't able to do four years ago, I think that's a huge success. And I think that's probably a big reason why you guys had a more successful year this year. Um, yeah, I think uh, going, obviously, you know, I think that obviously Division One schools are the, are the schools that are on, on TV, but I, I echo what you're saying. There's good baseball everywhere, I think. What is it, like a like I think seven percent of high school baseball players go on and play at the next level. So obviously, if you're you know anywhere in that minority, like right. playing at any level is, is a huge accomplishment. Um, but yeah, like just just like you said, there's a ton of opportunities for development and just for for fit. Like I know, you know, obviously where we met, um, you know, there's you know a lot of people that you know I, we enjoyed our time there. You know, a lot of people at, at all different fits enjoy enjoy their time. I mean, I think that's touch on it, going to the right fit, you know, going to a place where, you know, maybe you're wanted or, or, or where your market is, you know, like the schools that are talking to you are the schools that, you know, mm-hmm. think you can help them, they can help you. And, you know, if you're, if you're looking for certain schools that, that aren't calling you back, you know, maybe it's a good sign to, uh, to look somewhere else. if you look somewhere else. But I think, yeah, echoing your point, like there's great baseball. I think like, you know, the, in our conference, you know, I think there's been a guy drafted or signed professionally, like, you know. Going back, I think since as long as we've been there, you know, usually one or two, one or two guys a year. So there's options um, if that's something you want to do. But I think the best, like the best part about it, what you said is you can find a fit that works for you and you know helps you have make memories of a lifetime. Like you know, set yourself up for the next 40 years of your life yeah. and you know be in a good spot post playing career. Well, I think it's, I mean, it's something that I talk with a guy, you know, high school guys hear a lot about, and I feel like I'm almost beating a dead horse. But you never know when someone might be hearing this for the first time by watching this podcast. But you know, at those levels, there are guys that are going to go play professionally. You know, two of my teammates at Westmont are playing professionally right now. One's in AAA, mm-hmm. working two years out of out of college. When we were freshmen at Willamette, we faced Chris Hadlin, who was the number one pitcher in all D3 back-to-back years. Um, PLU had multiple guys bringing at 90-plus. Like, there's good competition out there at every level. And if you go somewhere and you can develop and become the best version of yourself, then that's probably a good fit for you. So I know you're here in Sacramento right now. Doing some recruiting. I am, yes, I am. Um, and it's a big part of obviously any coach's job uh, to get good players. What kind of things are you looking for for mm-hmm. high school? What can a high schooler do to kind of stand out and get noticed by a college coach? Yeah, I think. Uh, well, I think the old adage is is kind of true. Like obviously, if you're good, if you're good enough, like they'll find you now. 
you know, to the extent that is kind of depends on the level and, you know, there's obviously ways to market yourself. I think with, you know, the event of cell phones and video cameras, you know, that's a great way to kind of get yourself out mm -hmm. there uh, to college coaches. I think, you know, sending quick two minute videos, you know, to got to the coaches, the schools you're interested in. Like I said, maybe you don't know what level, you know, you fit at or you have a wide range. I'd say, you know, maybe talk to a high school coach or a club coach or someone you work with about, hey, maybe what levels you see yourself fit in. Um, I think, you know, the best way, obviously, you know, just create a relationship, start creating a relationship with the coaches that are interested in you and, you know, get to know them and, and they're work, working to get to know you as well so you can, you know, both sides figure out if it's a good fit. But I think, uh, you know, I think really the biggest thing is focusing on improvement. I think now with like the advent of, you know, a lot of people, you can track your progress and you can see like, hey, last year I was throwing the ball this hard, this year I'm throwing it, you know, X miles an hour harder or, you know, my, you know, I was hit, I was swinging the bat this fast last year and I'm swinging it you know, this fast right. now is great things. Um, I think with all that stuff, you know, there's benchmarks that, you know, most colleges have, w whether they, you know, whether you use the, the data or not, like either you could say, hey, this guy helps our team get better or this team, this right. guy, you know, you know, doesn't. So I think, you know, keep working on improving um, and then kind of what I touched on earlier, yeah, you know, reaching out to coaches, I think, you know, going to events where there are schools that you're interested in and are interested in you is really important because, like, you could be interested in a lot of schools, you know, but if they're not, you know, interested back in you, like, it may be a waste of right. of time and money. Um, but I think, yeah, the best thing is, you know, kind of be yourself, keep working on improving, and then, you know, once you get to know, or once you get some interest from some schools, you know, work to create a relationship, and whatever you feel like the best fit is for you, let's go choose that place. Definitely. I think, I mean, you said a lot of good stuff there, just to kind of pack it a little bit, you know, first thing is linear trends in the right right direction are good signs and could be, you know, catch some coaches' eyes, even if you're not quite throwing 90 plus yet. You know, if you were throwing 75 your sophomore year of high school, and then 77 your junior year, now you're throwing 80, 81, and you can talk to a college coach and be like, hey, here's what I've been doing. This is the progress I've been seeing. I want to keep doing it. I think, you know, maybe by the time I get there in the fall, maybe I'll be 83 to 85. And, you know, things like that are good signs that are something that you look at more than just like, okay, obviously if you're throwing 90 plus, you're going to get some coaches' eyes. But hey, there's other things like, hey, if I'm working in the right direction, I'm making this progress and I can track it, right? So more things that can paint a better picture, right? Um, I know when we have guys and coaches call about certain guys, they want to see like Rapsodo data. Mm -hmm. um, on the hitting side of things, you guys have certain things you want to see, either Rapsodo data or, you know, Trackman data. I mean, that's probably harder to get at the yeah. high school level, but maybe some blast motion data. I think, you know, everything, you, any data you can get is great. Like it's kind of just you know, for lack of a better term, it's just more data points you can add into the equation. Um, and, you know, I think a lot, a lot of showcases now do a really good job of kind of integrating that into their showcases, you know, putting blasts on kids' bats or rap soda or, or hit tracks or whatever to send out, you know, the exit velocity, you know, the, where they hit the ball, how high they hit the ball, you know, where they hit the ball hard and stuff like that um, is, is all great information you can take and learn from. Um, but even if, you know, kids don't have access to that, because obviously that stuff does cost a little money. Right. Um, even, like I said, just sending some video or, or doing your best maybe to go to a facility that has it and say, hey, can I use this for a little bit? Um, so I think, you know, the more information you can collect, <laughs> Optimal Athletics has it, the more information you can collect is, is always better. Yeah. Um, and just, yeah, finding ways to, you know, maybe there's, you know, you see some tools in a kid that maybe doesn't pop up off to your eye, but it pops off off the, off the blast or, or, or vice versa, just kind of trying to collect as much information as you can to kind of get a, a, the right. best picture of you can as a kid, you know, as you're going through the recruiting process. Well, I think that was kind of like, you know, for the longest time in baseball, it was kind of thought of as the best player having five tools, right? A five-tool athlete, you know, being able to field, catch, or throw, hit, hit with power, speed. And then now it's like 
maybe not more tools, but an extension or an easier way to show off those tools with these data points. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, I wasn't able to go to the showcase, you can't see me play, but here's some data in my average exit velo for you know, this, this BP round was 90 or something like that to where you can highlight those tools or and it might be separate tools, I'm not really sure, but just some more data to kind of paint a bigger picture and be able to kind of just put yourself on display. And the other thing was, especially now in 2021, everyone's got a camera, you know, just the, conduct yourself smartly. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think it kind of goes without saying, but we're going to say it anyways, you know, coaches are always watching and whether it's at a camp or whether they see something on Twitter or on mm -hmm. Instagram, if you post something stupid or you kind of self-incriminate yourself, that could be a way that you could lose a scholarship or lose yeah. some interest. So be a good person and just, you know, watch what you do and uh, carry yourself with class, respect people. Obviously the play on the field needs to be there too, but mm -hmm. if you're a bad person off the field, it might ruin some opportunities for you. Yeah, definitely. I think kind of like touched on earlier, like, you know, both sides are trying to find the, the right fit and you, you want to make sure that the guys you're bringing in are people that you, know, you want to spend time around with for four years. You're going to be there freaking yeah. five, six days a week. Yeah, and you know, that they're going to help, you know, keep your culture in a good place and, you know, or, or improve it or, you know, keep it is where it is. So I think, yeah, those, those are great points is, you know, it's kind of a finding a fit, you know, once the talent, you get a talent level, you're trying to find, you know, the right fit for, right. for both sides. And I think that goes both sides too. The player, you know, you need to kind of know what, what coaching styles you like, you know, if, or, you know, what coaching styles you don't like, what, you know, that type of stuff. And I think there's, you know, going to a practice or their team, mainly, I think if you're on a visit and you go to their practice, you can kind of see what they're like in there or, or in a game, you know, you can get a feel for that. And it's like, Hey, like, I really like a coach that's, you know, not on, like, I like to play and like kind of a little more laid back coaching style. Like, you know, yeah. you should go to a game and check it out to make sure that's what the coaches you're going to play for are. Or if you like, you know, a guy that's on you all the time, like you go into a place at a more of a laid back style, like it's just not going to be a good fit for either side. So making sure you're really working through that process. So you got to know yourself too. I and mean, that's kind of like, I mean, one of the bigger reasons I went to Westmont at JUCO after my experience at JUCO and previously in college, I knew I wanted to go to a spot that did the drive line program. And what kind of coach I wanted, you know, I wanted a coach that actually like was a little bit more hands-on but was more understanding and was able to kind of let you be you and didn't have you kind of fit into that cookie cutter thing that we were talking about and uh, you know talking to Rob Hill when he was at Westmont and going down and kind of seeing that they had all the driveline stuff and watching that I was like okay this is where I want to be so it was a big reason I went there um, but last time we, we both know a couple different people and different uh, you know situations that have happened where a guy had a talent level and maybe he had even been committed to a spot and it didn't work out or they maybe didn't even make it there because of actions they had off the field or the type of person they were. So it's the whole package. Be the whole package. Do what you can. Um, but, yeah, Eric, you got any final thoughts or closing? Uh, I don't. I guess. Uh, go Pios. Go, roll Pios. Go Pios. And, uh, you know, I think the biggest thing is, you know, if, you, if you're a player, keep working hard and having fun. And I think, the good, you know, you'll, you'll be at a good spot if that's what you want to do. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. I've, I've enjoyed it. And thanks course, for showing. Dude. Thanks for being my tour guide in Sacramento. Hey, it's, it's, it's been a pleasure. I appreciate you, bro. Of course.